Welcome to Attention to Detail, the classical music listening guide, where we give you the tools to understand, appreciate, and enjoy listening to classical music. Hey, welcome back to Attention to Detail. This is Hannah, joined with Jacob. Hey, Jacob. Hey, how are you doing? Doing great. How are you? Very good, very yeah. good. We're uh, into the month of March here. It's so nice. Yeah, it's it's warmed up a lot, actually. Mm, I went on, out on like a two-hour walk yesterday. It oh, me too. I went gorgeous. hiking yesterday. Oh, did you? Yeah. Nice. Long hike yesterday. It was beautiful. Yeah. Tons of people out. I'm loving it. Yeah. 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 Excellent. So what are we getting into today? So today I thought we could talk a little bit about the idea of gesture in music. Gesture is a word, a term that musicians use all the time when they're talking about how they perform music, when you're deciding how you want to play something. If you're in a chamber group, you'll often say either what what's the gesture here or we need to make more of a gesture here or something like that. But actually, almost all music is just the, the collection of gestures. And a lot of... When people have tried to grapple with the kind of philosophy, aesthetics of music, why music speaks to us, one of the most pervasive and common philosophical theories is that music in some way mimics gesture. And so... Mm. Uh, I think it'll be important for us to define what actually gesture is, but there's this sense that music mimics the motion, the emotion of everyday life, maybe in a heightened way, but that's that has made its way into the highest levels of the philosophy of music, and it's certainly also what performers think about when they're performing music. Mm. So... When we talk about gesture, I think it's important to define what we are actually talking about. And there's there's several definitions of the word gesture. Obviously, we're not talking about like an empty gesture. That's that's one use of the word gesture that we're not talking about, but the two I want to hone in on is the more specific definition which refers to like a movement of the body, mm. especially hands or your head, or but kind of this idea of um, gesturing something. Mm. I'm doing it while I'm speaking right now, but it's something that we we pick up on when we're, you're speaking to someone. Great orators have the ability to use hand head gestures in yeah. a very powerful way. That's one idea of gesture. The other, slightly broader definition of gesture, which will also be pertinent, is you know, kind of an action that's performed to convey your feelings or emotions. And so whether that be a smile, a frown, a hug, a those are gestures that I think we can also think about when we're trying to connect this word or this concept with with music. Okay. So we'll keep those in the back of our mind as we talk about gestures and music today. Um, and when we when we examine 
gestures, I want to go through and I want to give our listeners some of what I think are the most commonly found gestures in classical music and indeed probably in, in all music. But these are just a few of the most common ones. When we talk about these, we're today's episode, we probably could even do an entire other episode on gesture and music dealing with all, a, a bunch of other factors. But today's episode, we're going to focus on something that we've already talked about on this podcast a little bit, but the idea of melody and melodic contour. Okay. You remember our, our episode, we did an episode, if listeners want to go back and listen to our episode on melody, we talked a little bit about how the contour of a melody is really important in determining how it sounds. And that's what we're going to be focused on today is gestures in melody. Mm. So a rising melody could have a rising gesture. A falling melody could have a falling gesture. We'll talk more about that. But there are other types of gestures in music that we're not going to focus on today. I'll illustrate one of them to you right now. Here's what I would call a rhythmic gesture. You'll hear the same notes over and over and over. This is from Stravinsky's Rite of Spring. But I think you'll hear this music is very gestural. It sounds like someone is punching something or really aggressively. I'll play it for you, but listen to it in a, in a gestural framework, but uh, it'll illustrate that this is not a melodic gesture. It's a rhythmic gesture. So you hear how that, we hear really one note, there's a chord, but, but we hear the same chord over and over and over, but it sounds, what did it sound like to you? It sounds um, very terrorizing, like right. fearful. Yeah, and I think if we're thinking in terms of gesture, like yeah. I said, like punching, mm. um, does it need to be physical for it to be, like, a gesture? Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, so let's let's talk about this because this is going to be uh, what we're going to talk about for yep. the whole episode. Okay. So I think w- at the end of the episode, I'll also give you some, some famous musical examples and we'll try to come up with some gestures okay. ourselves. But this is what I was kind of dealing with when I was trying to come up with the most common types of gestures is... I want to distinguish this from our techniques that we've done on this podcast where you listen to that and you say... It sounds like... Fearful or something like that. That's more of an emotion that this can conjure. But I want us today, and I think this will really actually unlock an entirely new... Yeah, I think so. ...method of appreciation of listening to music for our listeners. Listen today really gesturally, and so not the emotion per se... Mm. It's the motion. So mm. let's think about like, let's think about actual actual kind of physical motions or gestures. They might be, you know, I think we could call a smile, a frown, yeah. a wink. Those could all be gestures. But I don't want to think of, I don't want to listen to music today in terms of the exciting, fearful. It. Yeah. yeah. You can make a fearful gesture. Sure. You know, that could be a, this could be a gesture of shock and like recoil. Mm. Or you can make an excited gesture like 
jumping up in the air. Mm. So I want us to think in those terms as we as we go through today. Cool. So again, we're going to talk about some of the most common and widely found musical gestures that we have. But I want to illustrate first just a little further this idea of what we're listening for in terms of melodic contour and differentiating the gesture from the emotion. Mm. Because we can have... It's rare, actually. It was hard for me to think of examples, but we can have examples where the melodic contour of something is, let's say, falling. But So the gesture is is falling in some way. It's going down, it's whatever, whatever that may be. But the music itself, for a variety of other reasons, might feel very uplifting. Mm. And so I want us to distinguish those two things. Remember, today we're only talking about melody. 95% of the t- time, these two things will align. But let me play you an example of a gesture that's falling that sounds very uplifting nonetheless. Mm. So that's, this is, we're actually going to refer to this piece several times today. That's Alpine Symphony by Strauss. It's a moment of sunrise. Mm. And interestingly, it's, it's super uplifting, but the melody goes... Mm. It's falling. And so the gesture, if you heard that by itself... It has, a, it has a falling quality because it's falling, mm. but it's uplifting. 99% of the time, as I've mentioned, this is not going to be, these things are not going to be in conflict mm. because generally we hear music that rises as uplifting. Let me give you an example of contrast that with another famous moment by Strauss, which is, is feels uplifting and the mm. gesture is very, a famous gesture that, that rises. So that one, very obviously, and then right at the end we get this tiny little fall, but the notes are right next to each other. So that one rises and it feels like sunrise. So again, 99% of the time that's not going to be an issue for us because gestures generally align with the emotional feeling that we get from the music. But like I said, as we mentioned before, let's Mm. divorce those for the time being. And we're really paying attention to the motion of the music. Of the overall um, motion, too. Like, I'm not separating things that I'm hearing. Like, oh, well, it sounds like the strings are doing something uplifting, but the brass is doing something that's, that's, you know, automated. Yeah, let's, um, let's, let's take that one as it comes, because I think... um, Again, yeah, I, I think there are other elements that might contribute to something sounding a certain way. Like yeah. our Rite of Spring example. Yeah. That's not melody that's 
that's rhythm that's driving this gesture. Mm -hmm. So we're going to focus, I think it'll be easy for us to focus on the melody in this and and listen to those gestures, things like accompaniment, rhythm, instrumentation, those can play a, a, a role in the emotional impact something okay. has. Just so just listen to it overall. Don't break it. Yeah, down. listen to it overall, but you'll naturally gravitate towards the melody mm. as as we all do. And again, the most important thing is we're listening to motion mm. versus emotion. Yeah. So, let's let's get started. We're going to go through some of the most commonly found gestures in music, and I want to start We've touched on it already, but the two the two most common, the two easiest to classify is the ascending gesture. That that can take a variety of bodily forms if we want to try to describe what an ascending gesture is from, from raising your arms to mm. walking up a flight of stairs or something. But the ascending and descending gestures in music are some of the most common and powerful. So let me play for you a couple ascending gestures of various styles and just listen to 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 their gestural quality. And I should mention these gestures are very short. We've been listening to longer stretches of music and I think that's where a lot of the emotion comes in when you're listening. These are very short gestures and that's why performers think about this a lot is that Performers have to play every note. We don't necessarily have to listen to every note attentively, but I want us to. Mm. And these will be quick, quick little gestures, but I want us to really give them the attention and notice the motion involved. So here's here's one example of a ascending gesture. So actually, even in that clip, we've got two gestures, which you probably heard. The one that I'm referring to, the ascending gesture, is... Mm -hmm. Right? That's how it starts, and that's that's ascending. In fact, in the time of Mozart, they even had a name for this gesture. It was called the Mannheim rocket. It's like (laughs) a rocket that um, shoots off. Uh, It was a very common device to open a movement. But even there, we can hear how fast these gestures have because then we hear, yeah, that's a totally different gesture. So this opening uh, alternates between two. But there's one example of an ascending gesture. Sure. Let me play for you another one, slightly different character, but same idea of ascent. So that one appropriately comes from, again, from Alpine Symphony, from the movement called The Ascent. That's where the hero of the piece starts climbing. Mm. And you hear this, it goes... And then it keeps going. Keeps rising. Mm. And it's kind of this picture of someone actually climbing stairs or starting to climb a mountain. Let's hear one more ascending gesture. This one is very... This one you can really vividly hear the gesture, the motion. 
so you can hear in that one, yeah. right? It's just all it is is continual rising, one note added every time, mm. and it continues to 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 grow. So then we have um, descending, similar idea, but we have the um, a descending gesture, and this is often associated just like ascending gestures are associated with happiness, uplift, joy. Descending is associated with sadness, tragedy. Um, doesn't have to be that extreme. It can be uh, pessimism, something just yeah. slightly negative. But it's it's descending as opposed to ascending. And so let's listen to. Let me first play you an example of one of the most famous descending gestures in music. It's called the descending tetrachord. This was something that was used used four notes used by composers for millennia to express grief. There's a very famous use of this in Purcell, Dido, and Aeneas. And this happens all over music, but it's supposed to signal weeping, grief, something like that. Mm. Here I'm going to play you a clip from... It uses the descending tetrachord and even more descending gestures. This is from Stravinsky's Orpheus, which is a tragic, tragic plot. And this sets up the ballet, setting it up for tragedy. We hear this descending tetrachord plus. So here's a clip from Stravinsky's Orpheus. So there you hear the harp mm. playing just yeah, nice little descending gesture. And it has that feeling of falling, of, of, of sadness, frowning. Here's another one from Alpine Symphony. This is the beginning of the whole piece when night descends. When, when we say night, it's interesting that we think about when you say night falls on us or night descends, why do we use that word? It's not that night actually... Arises. Day day yeah. kind of arises for us. Night descends. Darkness descends on us. And hmm. I think that's because descending, again, like in some abstract level, descending is associated with darkness, with sadness with night. So here's how Strauss chose to depict night falling descending. Yeah, so you hear that's an entire scale that descends there, mm. and it's very evocative of of night falling. It goes yeah. super low, mm. as you were saying, off off mic. <laughs> um, here's one more. 
very beginning of uh, a solo that we actually listened to last week or two weeks ago on our Chamber episode, but totally different character of descending gesture. Mm -hmm. But uh, this is where I want us to distance motion from emotion. Here's a clip from Brahms. So that's a fast one. I told you they go by quickly. It's very fast. But this is why we have to listen to individual notes. Brahms starts this cello solo. And then that rises the slightest bit, but barely. If It would be different if he wrote... Or something like that. Yeah. It's a totally different idea. Mm-hmm. But this feels at the very beginning feels like we descend somewhere. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I think ascending and descending gestures are some of the most prevalent, most common. You'll find them all over music. And again, it's about the contour of the melody. All the ones that we've played are really rising melodies. They go up the keyboard or they go down the keyboard. So now let's look at some other ones that also exist that um, you'll find very frequently in music. The next one I kind of thought of, I didn't exactly know how to classify it, but it's something I would call something like a flourish or a kind of, I don't know what the actual hand gesture would be, some sort of welcoming gesture, some sort of pronouncement gesture, Mm -hmm. Uh, again, a flourish, a dance move that's particularly flourish-esque, but this is something that you'll find all the time in pieces. Um, Here's here's one example. I think you'll be able to hear it better than I can even describe it. So it has this, there's actually an element of ascending and descending. It goes, and then here it ascends a little bit, and then down. it goes down. Mm. But it's largely hovering around the same place, and it has this, do you hear that kind of flourish-esque yeah, feel? Yeah, it, it's sort of like when um, on 4th of July when you go see fireworks, the ones that um, like fizzle out, do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like those fireworks. I like that. Yeah, a little... A little a <laughs> if little that's really random, I, I don't know. Interesting image. It's like a, it's like a it, bad firework. No, it's a good firework, but the ones that... Oh, oh, I thought you meant... Do you know the meant, ones that yeah, I'm talking yeah, about that talking like, about. are like crunchy at the end? Yes, I yeah. thought you meant fireworks that like oh, don't fizzle fully fire out. off. Oh, no, I know what you're talking about now. This fires off. Yes. I incline and knock music fires off. I agree. I agree. Excellent piece identification. Mm. We've got one more. Here's another example of a flourish in my mind. There you go. There's another mm. another flourish. That one is one note. 
And then you kind of almost hear like the the remnants of the sure. flourish. It kind of peters out a little bit. Yeah. You have to you have to collect yourself again before you go on. But great way to open a movement or a piece. Yeah. You often find those those flourish gestures. If that were a body language, I don't know what I would say it would be though. Yeah, it's kind of it's it's hard to this is why I love yeah. music so much. I mean, we can you can almost feel the motion in that, mm-hmm. but it's it's hard to place exactly what specific gesture that would be. Yeah. And I I had a tough time both classifying, both like kind of distilling what the most essential gestures are and also giving them names. And so these are imperfect names, very much open to suggestion. But but yeah, that's that's part of the beauty of music is that it's so gestural mm-hmm. and yet you can't quite classify it, much like a great orator. You can't really tell a great what orator to say, like, point your finger here. They have that yeah. ability. So the next one is what I'd call, like, a embrace gesture. I don't okay. want to say it's necessarily a hug, but it's some sort of warm gesture okay. of, of warmth, of embrace, of, yeah, And so let's listen to a couple of those. This one is from Beethoven's third piano concerto, the second movement. So do you hear, at least for me, at the beginning of that, it feels like someone has given you a hug. Yeah. You don't think so? I don't know. I'm trying to think of what type of gesture I would um, classify this as. It seems very serene. Yeah. Um, but comfortable. Yeah. Not lazy, but comfortable in a sense where it's like um, you f- feel like a mutual connectedness. Yeah. Uh, that's That's good. I mean... I'm glad also that you're listening because this has a very, it's easy to classify the emotion of this. Oh, so easy. Yeah. You know, placid, but, but we're thinking about gesture and interestingly, this melody doesn't, it doesn't really ascend or descend, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. It's all around these four notes and... Somehow that, I think, gives this sense of come in close. Sure. We're, we're staying in this close, melodic space. So the soloist is seeing those notes and playing them, and the gesture, they sort of have to decide what that gesture themselves mean, means and that they are applying that into, into their own performance. This is, this is a great... We can take this time right now to, sure. to look at how, just how detailed performers will be you have to decide this is what you would think about to yourself or to if you're playing chamber music what what is the gesture here you could play this so you start the first note a little bit less go to here and then come away if you feel like the gesture goes 
It's ascending. And then it comes away. Mm. Alternatively, this, this top note could be sort of an embellishment. And so you start more. Come away. And then maybe it goes down. Maybe this is a downward facing gesture and you go towards this. That's the top of your gesture, even though it's the bottom of the melody. These are the decisions that performers are making all the time, consciously and unconsciously, and really impacts the way you hear things. But we're, so, again, we'll focus primarily on the music alone, Mm. but regardless, it's an excellent question. This is why performers think so much in terms of gesture. Mm. Let me try to throw out another embrace warm type of gesture. We'll see what we what we think of this one. So there, again, for me, it's a it's a kind of warm one, especially the first half. We have again really close melodic space. Mm-hmm. Tight again. Here, this kind of ascends. Let me repeat this note. But again, it's for me that one has a come close warming. Do you think it's because the notes are so close to each other? Like that since they are circling around each other, it's meant to be a gesture that is more encompassing of itself? I think it is. And I think, see, this is the thing. Let's say we change this melody. Mm -hmm. There's so many other elements of this that support that warm feeling. Yeah. Like the accompaniment. This is what we talked about at the beginning. But 99% of the time, you're going to find that the gesture aligns with the emotion or whatever. And that's because composers are doing a good job. (laughs) It would feel a little weird. Let me recompose this horn solo if it sounded something like this. If it all descended, it would feel much less warming, mm. right? It would feel pessimistic. Mm. If uh, if we recomposed it ascending, it would feel much more uplifting. And so I think it's a mark of good com- composition. Mm. Gesture matches emotion. Mm. But as we're listening specifically to gesture, yeah, there's I, for me there's some sort of embrace Mm. involved in in both of these Mm. the next one again i struggled to come up with a specific word to describe this the best i could come up with is flow or or kind of motion We're, we're we're talking about a lot of motions but this is almost 
spinning mm-hmm. or consistent motion, running. That's more of an action than a gesture, but but a kind of flow. Uh, like if you were to, hmm. the listeners can't see me, but <laughs> push your hand outwards and kind of like move along. Mm-hmm. Um, and these gestures, a gesture that indicates motion. Let me play a couple of those for you and, and we'll listen to these. So certainly rhythm has something to do with this one feeling very flowing, but do you hear that the melody actually jumps all around and it has this kind of rolling quality? Yes. Yeah. Would you argue, though, that the rolling quality is sort of forward movement, though? Yes. Yeah. It is. and so Because the, the flow sort of indicates, like, forward motion. Yeah. But maybe more in a sustained yeah. output. Part of that is the rhythm of this piece. Yeah. But it's also, it's also the gesture. Yeah. Um, it's the way you play it. Um, let's listen to another one. Mm. This is from the Moldau uh, piece by Smetana, which is about a river, and of, it very mm. excellently captures the flowing of a river. Yeah. And so, here's the a little clip from the Moldau. So that one, you can hear the yeah, river, right? you can. And it's it ascends initially. Hmm. But even in there, there's this little turn. And then it keeps going. It, it comes back down. Sure. And it's kind of got this circling. Hmm. It's not, it's, it's ascending and descending together. Yeah. And so as a result, it feels almost spinning, flowing like a river. Mm. Let's listen. This is a a good opportunity to listen to a couple other instances of what I would think are flowing gestures, but then interspersed with other gestures just to show, listen to these two clips that I'll play for you now, really in this gestural frame of mind, and notice how quickly these things change and how it changes how you hear this this music. So did you hear the flow? Lots of gesture? motion in that one, yeah. Yeah, and we hear this melody. This is stretching the limits of my piano ability, but it's going back and yeah. forth again. That's circling, but then out of nowhere we hear. Mm. That's a totally different gesture. That's like a a call mm. or a whoa, 
And then it goes right back to the flow. Yeah. Let me play you one more example that's even more gestural. Okay. We've got flow, the flowing gesture, and then I want you to listen. We've got the gesture we just heard, and then another one. So listen to this one really closely. Okay. So that happens fast. Very fast. We can break that down, though. We do here at the very beginning. There's this kind of circling, flowy. Mm. It goes. Yeah. It's got that circling. Immediately after that, we hear. Mm-hmm. That's what we call that Mannheim rocket. Okay. We heard at the very beginning. Yeah. Very ascending, and then we hear. Yep. Much like what we just heard, that kind of, whoa. Yeah. So three gestures in such a sport, short span of time. But when you listen that way, can you, does that change how you, the level of detail to which you listen to that music? Oh and my like, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And you can hear that, right? It's like. It's a great way to break it down, too. If that's some, that is so um, intricate and there's so much going on at the same time, breaking it down via gesture is very helpful. Yeah, yeah, good, good. So I've got two more before we get to, to some testers. This one is um, a sighing gesture, the next one, very common in music. Um, we know what that feels like. Let me play for you a couple sigh gestures. So you hear there the melody. This kind of. Hmm. And then. Hmm. Sighs again. And you kind of feel that. Do you feel that heaviness? Yeah. So actually, I don't have another clip for this because this is a this is a moment where I will admit I need to source this next one from our listeners. It's one of those times where I thought of this piece immediately. It's like the most quintessential sigh in music. So this will be a good tell of how many of our listeners actually listen to this point in the podcast. <laughs> but but if, if our listeners could help me out here, it's one of those times where the piece is on the tip of my tongue uh. and for the life of me, I cannot remember what this piece is. So much so that I couldn't pull a clip of it. No, you can't Google what it sounds like. No, and you couldn't... There's no, like, Shazam for just the melody. But the piece starts... This is how the piece goes. And if any of our listeners can help me out on this one, I will Mm. be eternally grateful. Yeah. I admit, I just cannot remember what this is. It goes... And then... This piece starts with. The ultimate musical sigh. Please, if our <laughs> listeners can help me out, this is a super famous piece. 
and it's going to just kill me until I can figure it out. So I apologize I didn't pull the, what the int- actual like clip. Is it strings piano. playing? It's oh, piano. piano. Yep. So, and I thought it was a Beethoven piano sonata. It still could be. I, I, I thought I looked through every Beethoven piano sonata. I, That's a lot. How many? 32. 30, yeah. Um, but... I didn't look through every single movement, so maybe I'm forgetting, but yes, please, please help me out. Last one I have is the gesture of shock or kind of startle, you know, take, jumping back. Yeah. Um, this one, I've got two examples. One we've used many times on this podcast, beginning of the Eroica Symphony. Mm. It's the first gesture that you hear. Here's what, what that sounds like. So we start that piece, shock, to, you know, that's like mm-hmm. a boom, like a gunshot, some sort of aggressive gesture. And then we go into something totally different, totally different, almost immediately, but it starts with shock. Similarly, I pulled a piece from our education concert that we're doing uh, this season, yep. our last one of which is tomorrow, tomorrow unfortunately. Yeah. But... Every time we play this piece in our kids' concert, the kids we, go, yeah. whoa! Yeah. Yeah. It's are, exciting. Are there uh, YouTube videos of people freaking out? Yes, yeah, yeah. Infernal Dance. Yes. A great YouTube video I encourage people to see is Stravinsky's Infernal Dance audience reaction. But oh, here's so how that, that piece starts. Yeah, so that one, boom! And then... Again, you kind of almost hear, like in our one of our earlier clips, um, you hear like the at like the Dvorak New World Third yeah. Movement from the Flourish. You kind of hear the aftershock, and you have to be like, okay, I got shocked, and then you start this this new gesture. Mm. But yeah, so that's that's another shocking one. So those are some of the most common archetypes of gestures that I came up with. There are many more. I'd love for our listeners, in addition to telling me what that piece is, yeah. to send me their thoughts on on what some of the most common gestures are in music. Now I want to give you, Hannah, a couple of really famous musical examples. Okay. Popular popular examples. Uh and I want us to break down what the gesture actually is. Mm-hmm. So either use one of the ones that we've already used or come up with your own. Okay. But listen to these gesturally and tell me, give a motion, give a gesture, a facial expression to these famous moments cool. in music. Here's the first one. I think you will recognize this one. What do you think? Punching. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Like, like punching, and especially if you're hearing it as kind of a punch. Yeah. It's each. It's the fact that it's the same note yep. where it's it goes. Mm. It's like three hits with the right hand and then one hit. With yeah, the exactly. You know what I, mean? I like that. I like that. Alternatively, I also think there's a way to. 
hear it, especially when it's loud. It's easy to hear it punching. Yeah. And then when it's soft, bup, 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 yeah. it's also got that kind of falling, yeah. tragic element mm. to the gesture. But excellent. I like the, I like the punching. All right, here's the next one, another famous one, which was originally, I'm playing you the original version. This is from the New World Symphony. Commandeered by one John Williams for a very famous mm. uh, movie soundtrack. So that's the beginning of the last movement of New World Symphony where, where John Williams took the Jaws theme from. Um, what do you give that one? It's I just mean, two notes. Yeah, you can't help but think of like a shark attack. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think it's like a forward motion. Yeah. Um, but there might be some like recession to that forward motion. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like if you were a shark in the water, you would be pulled back by the wave. So you're, but it, I'm getting too emotional about like yeah. about it, but um, forward motion. I can almost see a clamp of teeth or something, mm. you know. Yeah. Because the gesture also is long, short. Yeah. That's adding rhythm to the equation, but excellent. Next one, I've got uh, the beginning of the last movement of La Mer, another very gestural, evocative piece. Here's the beginning of the last movement of. La Mer. All right. Can you gesturally sneak? Like, it sounds very sneaky. Sneaky. I yeah. like that. Yeah, you definitely can. I mean, you tiptoe. Yeah. Like, kind of, like, yeah. slink around. I also kind of hear in that one a... Snarl. Mm. Yeah. It's kind of a, again, that's not only the melody, but it kind of is. The the melody rises and then yeah. quickly falls, but it's also the dynamics. It gets much yes. louder. Yeah. But, but yeah, sneak and kind of It comes snarl. up on you, yeah. Yeah, in some way. Okay, we've got two more here. Okay. Here's a clip from the Rite of Spring. Curious to think what, what you think about this one. So there's a lot of music going yeah. on there, actually, and I'm thinking we're hearing a lot of stuff. This hmm. not thinking so much about that. I'm thinking, yeah, yeah. That was a lot of like upward. Yeah, it felt on the whole, it felt sort of like floating, but like a falling flow. Uh huh. Um, but then there was an upliftingness to the. Yeah. 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 I think it. For me, it's almost like throwing something in the air, you know, like very lightly. Have you seen Forrest Gump? 
parts of it. I haven't. I actually I, I, have to confess that I haven't seen the whole thing in full. I've me seen, too. I've seen me the too. whole thing, but I haven't sat down and watched it from A to Z. Same. Okay. Uh, yes. It's a long movie, but you know how in the beginning at the end there's like a feather like yes. floating in the yeah, air. Yeah, yeah. This is that. Exactly, and I think that's that's an excellent example of a gesture, mm. a, a feather float, as opposed to the yeah. floating emotion. Okay, here's the last one. And this one will it'll take a little bit of time with. I'm going to play you an entire movement of a piece by Schoenberg. Okay. All of 50 seconds. Schoenberg is a scary composer for a lot of people. Super atonal, a lot of his music. But a highly, highly gestural composer. And I think if you listen to this music in terms of gesture mm. as opposed to tonality or, a, you mm. know... This will unlock a lot in this music for you. Okay. So just listen to, it's only 50 seconds. I'm going to play for you this short movement by Schoenberg. And listen to it gesturally. Then we, if we want to, we can break down a couple of the, the key ones. Happens fast. Yeah. What do you think? Listening in that zone, do you feel like less of this went over your head? Yeah, yeah. actually, that was really interesting because I think if you had just played it for me and said, listen to no this, chance. I would have been like, uh, what? Right, is right. Yeah, but actually listening to it with the lenses of, okay, what's the motion yeah. of all of this music? Yeah. What does that sound like? It's actually just as a better... Um, it's like wearing nice earmuffs that yeah. actually help you. That's good. Yeah. Let's let's look at a couple key moments, and and we can actually try to add a gesture mm. or what we what we heard. Here's the how it starts. Okay. So yeah, what do we think of that opening? Up. Uh, yeah. So it starts. Yeah. It starts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then it goes down. Yes. Yeah. And what do you think the gesture is? Maybe that one almost feels to me like uh, like pop rocks. Like it's it's jumping oh. all over the place. You know that the and that's more of a feeling, but a kind of spastic gesture. Yeah. Not you had a different idea. It just I, for me it felt like it was going upward, but now that you've played it out on the piano, it's like oh, it's not actually upward at all. I think it's just because the second note is always like reactionary of the first, so it feels very upward. Yeah, actually, this is also Schoenberg would be happy to hear this. This is an interesting acoustical phenomenon mm. because it goes down. This is getting way too technical. Yeah. But our ear can pretty easily hear that as. Yeah. We put it in as close a register as possible. We're getting into the territory of like advanced 20th century ear training, sure. so we won't wade into that. But <laughs> no, there's thanks. a reason why you heard it as ascending, and Schoenberg actually 
knew those reasons, tapped into those. So ascending is is excellent. Okay. Let's listen to another gesture a little later in the piece. How about that guy? The first time that we listened to it, I um, saw the gesture of like sitting down. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it, it descends. It goes. Yeah. I, I love that. Sitting down. Mm. Let's listen to one more. You might remember this one from the end. Very okay. aggressive. <laughs> That's above my pay grade on the piano. So. <laughs> Try to play that, but actually, there's two in there. Yeah. There's, and then, and then, bang, yeah. Boom, chang. So for those two, what do you think? For the second, I think of, I have a two-year-old niece, and I was just spending the day with her the other day, and she is two, so she's starting to throw tantrums. Nice. So, so that one really reminds me of like throwing a tantrum, yeah, like throwing your, your arms fist. down, yeah. and you're like, oh, excellent, no. Excellent, Um And then the other one is very um, busy, of course. Yeah. So it's it's sort of upwards, I suppose, but it's the busyness of the upwardsness, I guess, is confusing me, I yeah. suppose. Good. Well, regardless, the, the answers, as always on this podcast, are not the most important yeah. thing. The key is to, to listen in this gestural way and so I'm, I'm curious just to ask as we wrap up the pod here your your impressions of of listening in that way does it yeah. hopefully it, it changes it really does I think I'm going to definitely take in gesture with me when I listen to music moving forward because I think it really does especially for the things like what we just listened to the Schoenberg it just it if it's confusing at all that might be a helpful guide yeah um if it's atonal um, or if I've listened to a piece a number of times, this is another great e- exercise that I can apply to that piece. Yeah. Um, and it, what it made me think a lot about was halfway through this recording of the pod, I was thinking about um, when I was studying acting, we would do a lot of exercises um, to just warm up before we got into rehearsals, but um, that we would be in the rehearsal hall and we would be listening to some sort of music. A lot of it was instrumental. Yeah. Um, and we were told to just walk in the in the room to the music, to how the music was making us feel, yeah. but apply um, the feelings towards motion, to how we were walking. Yeah. So this episode really was a lot like that exercise that I did in school. And I would say to the listeners, I was struggling to recognize what some of the motions were. If you are as well, get up and go go walk around yeah. and, and maybe walk to that music to try to figure it out yourself to, to get your own type of idea. It's a great idea to do yeah. a little interpretive dance. It's and, really fun, and yeah. A, I think that's an excellent idea, actually. I mean, that's basically what I do for a living, conducting. Yeah. You know? I'm, it, my entire life is based on gesture yeah. and matching musical gestures mm-hmm. to hand gestures. Yeah. And so this is, you know, I spend countless hours thinking about the motion of my index finger and these tiny little things that can show and impact the music and mm-hmm. it's such a important part of of music making that I'm hoping it will even for our newest listeners I hope it, it will unlock something and I think you you mentioned a good thing I, I, it makes sense that you guys listen to a lot of instrumental music when mm-hmm. you're doing that exercise because to go back to what we talked about at the very beginning 
in the philosophy of music, a lot of philosophers from from Kant onwards have seen instrumental music as really the the king of yep. art in yeah. a lot of ways, but certainly the most abstract and the most rich with meaning form of art. Yeah. Partly because you don't have lyrics to tell you what to feel mm-hmm. or, you know. And so what you can rely on, what you can gravitate towards is things like gesture. Mm-hmm. And I think it's that's why it's an abstract thing for us to try to define what these gestures actually are. But that's something that's universal in music that really impacts how we relate to it. And so I think it's a great thing for our listeners to be clued into and do it with classical music, do it with your do it with your favorite songs anywhere, yeah. but especially when you're listening to classical music because you don't have those lyrics to to gravitate towards your and classical music generally is just so rich gesturally. Mm. If you go back and listen to the music of Mozart through Schoenberg, the unifying thread is gesture. Mm. And so I hope that that helps and uh yeah, and we'll be back soon. We've got some exciting new episodes coming up, so so stay tuned, and yes. uh, we'll we'll be back shortly. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, as always, thanks. Remember to rate, subscribe, leave us a review. Please tell me what that Beethoven piece is. Yes. Are you sure will, it's uh, Beethoven? Uh, I'm not, actually. So don't take my word on that, but that's what I think. If you need the help narrowing. So, <laughs> yeah, and we'll, uh, we'll be back with you soon. For more information about this podcast, you can find us at attentiontodetailpod.com, where you'll find a list of techniques presented in these episodes and a two-week program for starting your own listening practice. You can also find us on all of your favorite social media channels. We encourage you to follow us, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, and if you enjoy the show, please give us a rating. We hope to see you soon at a concert.